All right, everybody, welcome back to Telecom Radio One and specifically our series, our new series titled Dissecting Popular IT Nerds. And today I'm very happy to have Orlando Hernandez with us. Orlando, welcome to the show, man. You've, you've got a, a nice uh, history here with a lot of experience. You're currently at USA Fire Protection, which I love. My brother's a fireman. Not that that is, really has anything to do with you. In fact, you're preventing fires. He's fighting the fires. But hey, man, welcome to the show. Why don't you just give us a brief bio, man, and give us a, give us a short history. Yeah, thank you, Phil. Um, so I graduated back in 2011 from the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee with my bachelor's in IT. Um, after that, I joined SWC, uh, which is an IT consulting firm, in, um, in 2011. And I was there until 2013. And then after that, I joined the Boston Consulting Group. And I worked there until 2017. Um, I was a senior IT specialist at the Boston Consulting Group. Uh-huh. And uh, while I work there, I also uh, finished my master's in information systems uh, from Northwestern. And nice. then, yeah, thank you. And then in 2017, um, that's when I joined USA Fire Protection. I work here as the IT manager. Um, I oversee uh, the IT security, the help desk support infrastructure, and the business intelligence. Excellent. Now we were talking before before the show, and it's uh, I like I like the story of when you came on. So let's just kind of you know you walk into a situation, you you kind of have an idea of what you're walking into, but then you get you get the dialogue. So what was it like when you came on board there? Because I think it was an interesting story. Yeah, definitely. So a lot of the feedback that I was getting from the people here, uh, from from the users, was you know technology doesn't work right and then i would ask him well what what's what's not working and they would say well i don't know but but it just doesn't work it sucks and um, <laughs> and I, I i you know it took me took me a few a few uh days to to figure out how to approach the situation because i i knew the feedback was um you know that i needed to do something about it uh, i just didn't know what to do the other the other problem was that uh, the speed of adoption was not fast enough. I was being asked, well, how come this company is using that and we're not? How come my vendor or my client is using this and we're not? How come we don't offer something for that? Um, mm. so, so, we, so I had some, some challenges that I had to deal with. Now, what about executive management, executive leadership, key stakeholders? Because uh, you were mentioning you know, budget constraints were also an issue as well. So you're, you're being asked to provide new technology or things that work and why don't, why don't we have this and why don't we have that? But then there's also the budget constraints at the same time. Yes. And I think, I think at every, um, at every company we, we, we face the same, the same challenges, which is, you know, we don't have an unlimited amount of money to play with. We also don't have uh, unlimited manpower so we kind of have to do what we can with, with, with the money that we have and with the resources that we have. Um, so that was another big challenge that I, that I had um, to solve you know, some of the complaints that I was hearing. Okay, so let's break this down. What are, you doing, what are you doing at home during those three days? Are you mapping things out? Are you saying, you know, like, are you creating kind of a hierarchy of, of what needs to get fixed first? You know, what's the, what's the breakdown process? So at home, um, 
you know, I was probably having a, a mental breakdown at the time. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> now I just, I, I was thinking of ways to, uh, to, to figure out how to, to create a priority list, right? Um, how do we prioritize what's important and, and what's not important, but it's more of a wish list item? And who do I talk to? Who are my key players? Who are the people that I, that I really should be approaching and how can I get a group of people to come in and actually tell me what's going on without feeling like they're insulting me or, or technology or the company or yeah, yeah. who are some of the key players? Uh, well, but you have, you have your, um, as I like to call them, your legacy employees, um, the employees that have been here for, for a while. They know everyone. They know how everything works. Um, those are the employees that can give you the in and out of, of the business. They'll be able to tell you what's been tried before and what failed and why it failed. And mm -hmm. they can give you a really good insight as to what to do and what not to do. That's actually a good point. So the, I like how you say legacy employees. I'd probably say like the old school employees. Like you yeah. definitely don't want to, you want them on your side. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, any, any tricks or keys there to, you know, building relationships with people? Cause it's always hard when you come in and you're the new guy. And if, if they're rolling eyes, at the old guy, our technology never worked in the past and it sucks now and it didn't work now. Um, any keys that you use to build relationships, you know, anything like that? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think the biggest one was, and it continues to be um, taking ownership, you know, even if it's not my problem, I like to take ownership of it find out how to resolve it. Because if you can show people that, that you're a problem solver, then they're going to they're gonna open up to you, right? Because it mm -hmm. could be that maybe in the past, previous IT managers didn't listen or didn't do anything about it. Um, if you show people that you can actually fix it and you take charge of things, then they'll open up and, and they'll trust that you, you'll actually get it done and you'll get it done right. Uh, awesome. Give me what, what was kind of like, what was not working? What was the first thing? Was it, was it CRM stuff? Was it internet speed? Was it, I mean, what was it slow applications? What, what was not working? Well, uh, so, so we have, we had some, um, some issues with bandwidth. Uh, we had some issues with, um, uh, we just had a lot of different platforms going around. So some people use Cisco Java, some people use um, Skype. Other people use Gchat. No one really knew what the official platform was because that was never, you know, a project or it was never communicated to them. Uh, people knew, some people knew about Slack, uh, but they didn't know that we had a solution for, for collaboration. Um, so, mm -hmm. so there were just a lot of things that um, people didn't know about, um, but we had them. They just mm -hmm. didn't know about so miscommunication or, or failure to communicate regularly. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So what are you guys using now? Like, so what do you, do you guys use Slack today? Or I mean, what's your kind of like intercompany chat platform or what are you guys sharing information documents on stuff like that? Managing projects. What do you guys use now? So we are sticking to, uh, to what we have, which is Microsoft Teams. Mm -hmm. um, we've implemented Microsoft OneDrive because we, we had the license for it. So why not use it? And it's a pretty solid product. Yeah, um, we uh, we're still using Skype. Uh, we actually um, made that our official platform uh, for instant messaging. Mm. Um, and 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 one of the the cool things that we did though that I that I wanted to touch on is we the the way we came up with all these 
um, ideas and and um, and in alignment, I would say it's by creating um, a tech committee within the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tech committee is comprised of, um, of of the different people in the company. So you have designers, you have admin people, you have people in accounting. Um, so so you have all these different cohorts, and we meet once a month, and we all talk about you know what's going on, what what do we want, uh, what could be better, mm-hmm. uh, what's causing pain, and then as a team we brainstorm ways to to make things work better. That's a great idea. So you've got, because I talk a lot about surveying end users, taking that feedback, going to the end users that are really providing a lot of feedback and then making them the cheerleaders uh, for you within the company. But you've, you've essentially taken the cheerleaders and made a special team. Yes, correct. That's outstanding. Yep. And they bring the feedback in from their teams. Um, so if someone doesn't feel comfortable talking about what doesn't work because they feel like they, you know, they may offend someone. Mm-hmm. They bring it into the meeting and, and they, you know, they talk about it. And then as a team, we brainstorm ways to, to actually fix it. I find that very interesting that people are afraid to provide feedback on IT communications. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's like a good point, right? It's because probably IT help desk, you know, help desk gets a lot of the information. Help desk gets a lot of the, the brunt of the general you know, stuff, tickets, however you guys are handling that. Um, which is interesting to think that there might be someone out there that doesn't say anything because they're afraid to um, provide feedback or, I don't know, you know, look stupid. You know, people, people are afraid to look stupid sometimes and maybe yes. they're doing something wrong. And especially around technology, people don't want to look dumb uh, when it comes to technology. Even the IT directors, I've, I get a lot of IT directors and other people like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm just glad that you didn't make me look stupid. And, and they're probably the smartest one when it comes to technology, which is interesting. Uh, yeah. People don't want to look dumb around technology. So that's great. Did you guys have the committee, uh, the committee before you came on board? No, no, we did not. That was one of the ways that um, the leadership team and, and myself um, came up with being able to get people to give us good feedback. And, 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 and the, only, the, other, the other part about the, the tech committee is that not only do they give us feedback, um, they also help out with the projects, which, um, you know, which saves a lot of money, right? Instead of getting someone, hiring a full-time person to, to do project work, uh, we get the people in the office to participate and do some of that project work. So again, cheerle- back to cheerleading, um, you know, training stuff, uh, getting the message out, getting buy-in, I'm assuming, making sure the whole company is bought in because when the message comes from someone else, it's real. When it comes from you, it's, is this just something that IT is rolling out again? Exactly, yes. That's really cool. Uh, so what about tracking and tracking results and delivering to the bottom line and making sure that IT is just not a cost center, that you guys are actually delivering know some sort of measurable results or revenue to the bottom line affecting the budget what do you I mean, what are you doing in that area yeah so everything we do and everything we're investing money on um, has to have a positive ROI and and what we do as a team um, the tech comedian myself every time we come up with an idea um, we have to have a pretty positive ROI in mind before we even start doing anything right because you know the feedback may be we all want really cool monitors 
but you know, is that really going to help out the company? Probably not. Um, but if the idea is, hey, we should come up with a system that's going to automate something, then we start doing the math. And we, if we come up with a positive number, then we drive it forward. And, and the leadership team, I mean, they, they, they see the benefit and they approve those projects right away, right? Um, and then we uh, demand... Just to stop you there, it sounds so keep it simple, stupid. It sounds so absolutely simple, but I think people forget that a lot. That, you know, what you just said there, why does the leadership team approve something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, You know, I mean, they approve something because it cuts costs or makes the company money. And I think a lot of times we forget that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we uh, we came up with a project that I think um, on a on the low end, I think it's gonna save us or it's saving us about fifty thousand dollars a year. I mean that that's a no brainer, right? I mean they they see that positive number there with with those zeros at the end, and doesn't take too long to uh, <laughs> to, to get the green light on it, and uh, and then they start hearing the feedback from the people on the floor. And everyone's saying, yep, I'm saving five hours. I'm saving three hours every day. I don't have to print anymore. Now I can just do it from the side. I mean, it's just so great. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's so great. And the other thing is, a lot of times, what I find where, where projects go wrong, where project management goes wrong, where implementation goes wrong, where end user implementation goes wrong, is uh, someone makes a decision. It makes sense from the business acumen standpoint, executive leadership approves it. And then you go to roll roll it out and it falls flat. But you guys have the committee so that they already know about this ahead of time. So people are already bought in. So when it comes time to roll it out, everyone's there. And I I would think you'd almost be shamed if you did not, um, you know, adopt the new technology. Because I have worked, uh, you know, in past lives, I can remember having tons of new things being rolled out, whether it be a new version of Salesforce or it's some, it might be a new soft phone or XYZ, whatever it is. And I can't tell you how many times it's been rolled out and people just don't do it because there's no buy-in. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so we get the buy-in right from the beginning. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't... To be honest, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm not actually proposing the solution on my own. Um, people come in, they tell me their problems. I ask a question, well, what if we had this? What if we did it this way? People grab that idea, they make it their own, and then they spit out a good solution for their company. We take that, we, you know, like I was saying before, we do the math, put it on a nice PowerPoint presentation, and, and it just works out really nicely because everyone's on board. Excellent. We should just call you the tech psychologist. Tell me your problems. Tell <laughs> yeah. me your problems. Yep. Yep. Uh, honestly, I mean, that's, that's really my, uh, my job here is it's kind of like the IT psychiatrist. Um, I, I just listen, you know, yep. listen and, and take ownership and just drive it to the end. You know, to be honest with you, Orlando, it sounds like a lot more fun than the guy that's running around managing a thousand different tasks in five different silos and taking a bunch of tickets and just ready to um, to lose his mind. Yeah, <laughs> nope. Yeah, no, that does not sound good. <laughs> um, so, I man, this has been uh, to me. This is this is great. It's even taken everything a step forward. Been very eye opening. You know, get the buy in first. 
I, I would ask you, you know, hey, I would ask you any any specific mindsets or tricks around that. But um, do you have anything you want to leave the listeners with? Any specific tricks or something around that getting the buy-in first? I mean, I think you've already given us everything we need to hear, which is set up a special committee, get the buy-in first. Um, you know, make sure that you're listening to everyone and collecting that information, but any tricks or tools, maybe tools, let's talk about a tool because we, a lot of times we can get lost with the tools and blinky lights. Is there any specific tool that you use to collect feedback and, or kind of organize everything in your life? Hmm. So that's, that's a good question. And, and honestly, I mean, it's going to sound really old fashioned, but, um, I put everything on a, on a whiteboard as, as I'm talking with the committee. Um, and I'm telling them my, or I'm expressing my ideas. I like to write it down, show it to everyone. And then from there, people can grab that and, and modify it. And then everyone has a pretty clear vision of what everyone's talking about, just because we have that visual aid. Um, I mean, that's, that's what I would say my, my tool is. Um, but you know, the, the skill I would say that, um, that I found that works the best is just, it's just listening. Honestly, like people, people want to talk and they want to vent and, you know, and, and just by listening, I, I get so many ideas from people and I get so many feedback uh, or so much feedback, I should say. Um, and I find that sometimes we as IT professionals, we don't, we don't listen enough. Hmm. Yes, very true. And there's nothing old school about the whiteboard. I mean, if it works, it works. It's visual. People see it. You see it. You can't avoid it. Um, so there's something very, uh, very special about seeing something every day, especially when it comes to habit forming and trying to, to change habits and, and stay on track. You know, it's like, you know, just writing things down and having it in front of you, uh, all of a sudden it gets done as opposed to just fleeting thoughts. So yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, Hey, thank you so much for being on the show. It has been a pleasure talking with you. I think there is a ton to take away from this short interview with you. And I think people can run with it. We're going to keep it short and sweet because it's been very powerful. So I really, I really appreciate you being on the show and thank you so much. Yeah, no problem, Phil. Thank you. 